You're now listening to Off the Collar. Powered by Backswing Golf Events. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Collar. It's your host, Nick Johnson. Uh, doing this one from Dallas, Texas today. I, uh, I'm kind of a traveling salesman this week. Uh, Shelby is incapacitated. I think she's just avoiding me at this point. It's been like three weeks without her. Uh, but we got somebody to take her spot this week. She's going to give uh, Shelby a run for her money, I think. Lena Schaefner, thanks so much for joining the pod today. Uh, where are you right now? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm actually in Florence, South Carolina. I'm just at home, so yeah. Okay, awesome. Thanks for joining. Um, I'm running on like four hours of sleep, so if, if I lose consciousness at any point during this <laughs> um just like tap the screen and wake me up Emma, um, i'll scream <laughs> well uh your your list of of accolades is super long and I, i'll get in that into that in a second but you played at uh coast carolina ccu right and you're from yep. from germany originally Correct. Um, I was going to attempt to say the name, but I'd probably butcher it. Do you want to tell the audience where you're from? My hometown? Yeah. Um, it's Rettigheim, Germany, so or Deutschland. Okay. Your, your accents seem to, like, I can't quite picture if it's going to be Carolina accent or the German accent. Does it just mix together? It just kind of, it's been blending together. A lot of people actually say it sounds like I'm from Louisiana, especially when I throw the y'all in. And then they're okay. like, you must be from Louisiana. So I don't know, but I've been here for 12, almost 12 years. So I guess I'm Americanized. You're, you're, you're definitely Americanized. <laughs> I think, I think the 10, the 10 year mark is kind of the threshold. So you're, you're over that. Yeah, yep, um, for sure. So, I mean, seriously, normally I can memorize <laughs> a lot of things but this list is so long i don't even i don't so do i start at the end or start at the i don't know it doesn't matter i mean kudos to whoever runs ccu's uh athletic site because this is like this is a laundry list of accolades um <laughs> 2013 tied 62nd ncaa central regional 2013 Big South uh, All-Championship team. I won't read all of these because we'd be here for half an hour. Um, I think once we get to 2015, we get into the good ones. 2015, yeah. let's see, All-Big South Conference. Uh, 2015 Big South Conf Golfer of the Year. Uh, All-American Scholar. Yeah, it starts adding up in 2015. Um, didn't you set a scoring record? My memory. Yeah, serving. my single season, my, my single season scoring average, um, I think was record for a little while. I think my it was seventy one point nine single season average. So that's pretty solid. How many? I, I used to hit it. Um, yeah. I want to say that was seven, maybe six, and then three rounds per event. So about eighteen rounds. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, what landed you at? ccu of all places like why don't we why don't we go back a little bit to to little lana like how do you start playing how do you start playing golf in germany um and then give us kind of the spark notes on what brought you to ccu yeah so um college or high school athletics in germany work a little different we don't have anything college sports we don't have high school sports so anything that you play is all club related um so i just started there was a little article in the newspaper my parents were all big into you should try everything and then kind of see what sticks and there was a little article in the newspaper and my dad read it and the local club was looking for young kids just to kind of go through their development program and my dad was like you know you should try this why not and i mean granted neither of my parents had anything to do with golf they've never touched a club um so golf was like a whole new world and they sent me to this, um, it was like tryouts. So we did a bunch of exercises and it was at the beginning or the tryouts were more based on like, you know, your balance and hand-eye coordination, that kind of thing. And then we did a little bit of swinging and from there on out, they, um, they gave me a spot on that team and I just went through their whole academy, their development teams. So I played in their U14, I think I played in their U12 
Yeah, because I started when I was 11. I played in the U12, the U14, the U16, the 18, and then in their ladies team. And then I played the state teams. Um, later on during college, I played on the German national team. So I kind of went the whole track of the whole development. And that's kind of how I got started. I played some um, events in Europe eventually, and then also a couple um, in the U.S. later on. So some junior golf events. Um, and that's kind of how I, how I got started. Got it. Is your, is your family still back in Germany or? Yeah. So all, they never moved. So all my, um, my family, my parents, my grandma, um, and then aunts and uncles, they're still in Germany. My parents come visit quite a lot. So every other, every three months or so they're here, which is not too bad. Gotcha. So they, have they picked up golf since they've seen, you know, how much you're into it? A little bit. Um, a little bit. It's just like, you know, if, if you're older, it's hard. You got to pay club fees and all that. So they never really got into it. My dad then had a hip, hip replacement. Um, and so that kind of hindered him of playing. So they haven't played in a while, but every time they come over here, they're like, we should play, we should play. So we'll see. Maybe we'll get back into it. Yeah. I mean, it's my mom picked up golf during COVID. And the irony is my dad, like when we were younger, my dad and I would play like Saturday and Sundays and she would be left at home and she would always give us a hard time because we'd be gone for five, six hours. And yeah. now the tables have turned pretty heavily. Like she, <laughs> Oh really? Like I, I grew up at a, a golf course. So a lot of everyone there knows me or they used to. And now that I've moved away, I used to be known like, pretty well now now I'm Maria Johnson's son like <laughs> she's just <laughs> running she's just running everything she's like head of the WGA now um I mean she's still she's not that great I think she's probably a 20 handicap or so but she she got bit by the bug pretty hard and she's uh, good for her um yeah it's pretty funny like she I used to work for, for Puma golf. Right. And she, mm -hmm. um, she was basically like on sponsorship with them because <laughs> she would just be, she loves the outfits. Like that's her, that's probably the thing that kind of tipped her interest over. Right. She has like a style all her own. She wears like these knee high socks that are all different styles and then she'll like match everything top to bottom. Um, <laughs> it's impressive. Like she, she thinks these outfits through. And I remember, you know, I would get either a, a discount or we would pretty much, especially for me, I was sample size. She was maybe in a few things sample size, which mm -hmm. for like our listeners out there, this is maybe insider knowledge, but most apparel companies have a sample size. So for like any product they're trying to come out with, they come out with samples that they're trying to see, you know, how does it fit? How does it look? Um, you know, if they're trying out a new material, is it worth going down that route? That kind of thing. So for men, like pants size 32 are sample size. I was actually 30, but I might be able to squeeze in 32 on a good, on a good day, on a bad day. <laughs> on a, I don't know. On what, a good day. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on which way you want to go. Yeah. Which way you want to look into it. Um, but I, I took advantage of the shoe size. Like I was sample size for shoes, which is like pretty much size nine across the board. If you go to like a Foot Locker or any shoe store, everything on the rack is size nine pretty much. So my shoe collection is just like pretty Huge. much top notch. Like it's a lot of golf shoes. Don't get me wrong. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a more of a burden I think than it is you know anything else. They would give me, I was there for five years. So they would give me uh, probably two to three pairs a month to test out for wear and tear. And oh then gosh. a lot of the time I wouldn't have to return it. Like they would just take pictures if they're wear and, uh -huh. you know, go from there. So on a low end estimate, my math skills aren't great at the moment, but say I got three for a year, 36 for a yeah, probably around 30 a year. Um, that sounds like a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. But you get your favorites and you get some that are like just, right. some of them are just like not even, they just don't even fit the same. 
um, or they just don't have traction or a lot of them are just like squeaky, which I think is mm-hmm. just my, they're just is it you? annoying. It might be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it was fun to be part, part of that process. Something that you, I definitely, I don't know if I took it for granted. It's something you don't even think about, right? You kind of right. just um, find a pair of shoes that you like. The one thing I will give Puma like huge credit for, there's no like um, break in period. Like you can pretty much just wear them mm-hmm. right away. Where like if you wear G4 or Footjoy, really anything that's kind of a traditional shoe that maybe is a little bit more leathery. Mm-hmm. They're a little kinda, stiff at the beginning. Yeah, you gotta you gotta find you got to put some effort in. You gotta, yeah. You got to put the time <laughs> yeah, in too. Yeah, yes, for sure. To see if uh, you know, they're going to be worth it. I did I think the very first thing when I left Cobra Puma, I got a driver and a new pair of shoes that were off brand. It's like I'm free. I can I can wear something. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Um the irony is I'm still wearing 90% Puma. So, um, there you go. Yeah, I see it. I see your hat right now. So, yeah, I was wearing um, this is kind of a funny story. So, I played golf with Karen Kim, who is on the podcast three or four episodes now. I, I lost track, but I live in Austin. It's like three hours, three and a half hour drive up to Dallas. And I was going to stay with the but that's where I am right now. I'm at my buddy's place in Dallas, but he wasn't here last night so I wasn't able to stay and um Karen had booked a tea time for 6 45 this morning so I'm like uh I either leave at three in the morning which I wasn't gonna do uh well (laughs) I was thinking about it I was like it's not that far and I've done worse like I'm sure you have for qualifiers or tournaments oh yeah it's like sometimes you just gotta suck it up and do it um but I ended up getting a hotel room last night for like 50 bucks, like a quality in, mm-hmm. which I hadn't, I hadn't done that in so long. It felt like, um, uh, back in playing days, like just staying <laughs> at a random in whatever hotel you room. find. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and I played golf yesterday too. So I literally, and it's been so hot. Is it hot in, uh, I was, it's crazy. Everywhere? Yeah. It's crazy. I went to the range yesterday, and by the time I got to my spot on the range, my hands were already so sweaty. It was a disaster. Yeah, you've been hitting the range hard lately. I've seen you're getting getting after it. Uh, I, I hashtag, try. Hashtag unretired. Is that the, yes. the, the movement we're pushing forward? And I call it unretired. I unretire myself. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that in a second because I think we're both on that unretirement train, um, but. I'll finish the story real quick. So I, I, <laughs> I get the hotel room. It was actually nice. Like a qual, it was a quality in. Like they're usually okay, um, but they just renovated like the whole thing. So, but it, it smelled like paint, which kind of sucked. So I was kind mm-hmm. of like, it was like a mixture of cigarettes and paint, which is kind of gross. Um, <laughs> but everything was like pretty brand new, so it wasn't too bad. I basically just. Uh, I picked up In-N-Out and went to bed. So um, thank God for In-N-Out. I feel like that's my – there's no In-N-Outs over there where you are. But there's no. been a handful here, uh, which I was surprised by, actually. I thought it was only a California thing. Um, but anyway, I wake up this morning, and I'm driving to the golf course, and I'm like, this course better be sweet. Like, I woke, <laughs> I woke up like – I got very little sleep um and i drive in i'm like why do i recognize this course i played it like three or four months ago (laughs) oh really yeah the only course the literally the only course i played in dallas no it was the course she picked and i'm like of course well (laughs) is it a nice course at least um oh gosh <laughs> i don't want to throw karen i don't want to throw karen under the bus hopefully she won't she'll probably listen to this episode now because we talked about her a little bit no it was um it was fine we finished really quickly um we were like the first ones off so yeah. we finished in like three hours um 
this was wild though. There was a group of like, there's a threesome. We had to hop in front of a few people. So we skipped like the second, like the first and second hole. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we we're just a twosome. Like we didn't want to wait behind anybody. Yeah. But the group behind us was like a threesome of, I think it was like two, two guys and a girl, like it, an Asian family, maybe. I don't know why Asian is important to the story, but they're <laughs> they were so fast. I've never seen. We finished the front nine, like we probably teed off at seven, so we finished the front nine at like eight fifteen, and they were oh, on that's our ass pretty the good. Enti- they were on our ass the entire time. I don't think they put it out at all. Maybe not. Maybe they just got to the green and were like, "Good, good." We were playing, like, I think Karen hadn't played for four months, which was hilarious. She didn't mention this to me at all. And I'm like, <laughs> what are we What are we playing for? Um, and she's like, well, I haven't been playing at all. I'm like, okay. <laughs> she was playing for a, the swings. <laughs> this is such a weird turn of events. Um, and I was, like, two or three under. I think Karen... Karen shot like one under or two under for not playing at all. Um, she buried the first hole. I was like, how are, I feel like I was getting hustled all day long. Um, but yeah, we were pushed all day by this group behind us. It was the most wild thing. I've never been, I've never played golf in like three hours and just been immediately pushed by this group from, uh, from behind. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. crazy. Um, so anyway. I don't know where I was going with that story. <laughs> well, y'all had a fun round, uh, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, we had a good time. Um, good. But we're trying to get back from retirement. I took like six to eight months off this year, which uh-huh. doesn't seem like that much time. Um, but I never took any time off. Like I basically went from playing professionally straight into the golf industry where everyone plays golf. So I feel mm-hmm. like I've never taken that time off. Um, is it kind of a similar story to you? Like what's, you obviously have a ton of accolades. Um, and we talked a little bit that you got a little bit burnt out, which I can definitely relate to. Yeah. What, what was the catalyst? Um, well, the catalyst of it all, I think was just injuries. Um, nothing crazy, honestly, it was just little injuries all the time. And then with the injuries came the, I couldn't practice like I wanted to. And then I couldn't play like I wanted to. And then the no money. And then with no money, it was kind of hard funding the lifestyle and all that. Um, And I I honestly don't even know. I can't even pinpoint when it happened or how it happened. It just got worse and worse to where there wasn't, you know, sometimes people talk about the itch about going playing and whatnot. And I just, the itch was just not there anymore. It just, I was, it wasn't, it was a job and I didn't like my job. And it wasn't before it was, I loved it and I loved practicing. And you would have found me, you know, on the golf course for eight hours. And then someone would have dragged me off the course. And then all of a sudden it was, do I have to, you know? And so that's when, and then I think a big factor too is a lot of the girls that I've, or that I'm still friends with and that are playing professionally, they all moved either west to Scottsdale or they moved east slash south um, from us, at least south, um, to Florida. And so where I was, I was the only one. I mean, there was, you know, obviously I still had some girls from the team um, at Coastal, but they did their own thing. They had their stuff going on. And I had great opportunities in Myrtle Beach. I mean, Myrtle Beach is the golf mecca for golf courses i mean it wasn't like i hadn't or i didn't have anything set up for me but it was just it was just me and it was so lonely and then eventually it was just like i i got hurt the last q school i ever played i got hurt um i i tore my shoulder um and i dropped out of q school and then i still played some backswing and eventually even that well backswing i played longer than i really was going to but I came home from Q school and I was literally like, that's it. I'm, I'm never, I'm never touching a club again. And I really, when I stopped playing backswing, that was in 2019. So now it's 
2023. So I didn't touch a club for almost four years because it it got to the point, you know, even, I mean, even people were like, you should teach your daughter and that's such a great sport. And yeah, it is. But I was like, do not talk to me about golf because I I, I can't, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. And it was like, it was like a bad, I don't know, this is, this is kind of stupid analogy, but it was like a bad breakup with a boyfriend, like something that you never get over because I just, I couldn't talk about it. And no one understood because to everyone, it always seemed like I was living the life. I was traveling and I was playing golf. I mean, who plays golf for a living? You know, that kind of thing. And, and everyone was always like, well, I got to do my nine to five job and you get to go on the range and hit balls. I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like it comes with, it comes with bad stuff too. And so I don't know exactly what, what, the point or what happened exactly and when it happened it just kind of happened over time um and then I think right after when I stopped was even where I kind of more fell into that hole because all of a sudden I didn't know who I was I mean right. you know I was like what am I going to do with my life what am I I I played I graduated from college with a degree that I mean I love but like everything my whole life was always set up for me to play professionally. So I didn't really care too much about my degree. Right. I mean, I, you know, I, I graduated with a 3.8. It wasn't that I wasn't making bad grades. I just didn't get anything that like I loved to where I could use it later on. So then I stopped playing golf and everyone's in these jobs. They're already established. Everyone's making money. And here I am. I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Right. You got to start you know? a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And it felt like starting over. And I think that was, it was like the burnout of the burnout was me figuring out who am I? Like, who am I without me being this athlete that I was for the last 12, 10 years, you know? So, and that took, that took a long time. It took a lot, a lot of soul searching, but, and yeah. you know, the, the crazy thing too is, and I don't know if this is, I, I haven't really put that much thought into it, but I don't know if this is how burnout is. But the way it came and the way it happened is also the way it left me. Um, I got I got inducted into the Hall of Fame of October in 2022, and even then I was like, "Listen, like I, I play some tournaments, like some scrambles. I play some, you know, what if I have to." And I love that I got inducted into this and this has been the greatest honor ever, but I don't think I'm ever going to get back into it. And then all of a sudden one morning I was like, I think I should, I think I should go hit some. And so I went, I went on the range and here in Florence, we got, you know, we got two golf courses. We got one public one and one, um, and one country club. And so I just went to the public one. I just got a bucket of balls and I hit some range balls and it was hot. It was it was just, it was not a good day, but I got to the car and I was like, oh my gosh, this was so much fun. And so I texted my coach and I was like, hey coach, I think I'm healed. And from there on out, I don't, I don't know what happened. I didn't do anything different. I didn't, my clubs were still in the closet at that point. No one pressured me at that point. Honestly, everyone gave up on me in golf because they were like, well, if it's been this long, we've tried, you know, and then I, but I think that was it. I think it was that it was me and not everyone else trying to get me back into something. And honestly, I was talking to coach about this and I said, look, I know it sucked and I know I was gone and I know I stepped away from it. And I know a lot of people wanted me to stay in it, but I think it was important that I stayed away and that I went through it and that I decided to come back because if someone would have pushed me, I don't think I would have ever loved it again. I just would have tolerated it. And I think that was so, yeah. But I can't tell you why it happened in the first place. I can't tell you why I came back, but I'm back. So, <laughs> well, good. I, I think you hit on a, a exactly the reason I started this podcast is because, especially on the women's side, but even on the men's side, there's not a whole lot of understanding on how hard it is to, you're basically a traveling salesman working on commission, but Mm-hmm. there's no commission <laughs> that's and, and mm-hmm. a lot of what you yeah had correct just mentioned correct. is exactly what I went through like it's it's very difficult and I think a lot of it too is just overall 
perspective that you can't really time or you can't really gain. It just kind of has to happen. Um, right. The, <laughs> I'm a big believer in, in fate. And every single podcast episode I've done since we started has followed my mindset, if that makes sense, as I've been doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that you bring this up and that I was in a hotel room last night for the first time like by myself, since I basically played pro, it brings back a lot of those memories where it's mm-hmm. like, that was one of the things that was hardest for me when I was, you know, trying to make it out there was the downtime. You're by yourself 95% of the time. If you're, mm-hmm. if you're lucky enough to find friends that are doing the same thing, like the best events I had were the ones that I was with somebody and you're kind of filling that in between time. Right. Um, and because you can't, you can't be thinking about golf all the time. Like you need, your brain needs to retract once in a while. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think where you and I are very similar, like I had built up this same thing. Like golf was it for me. That was all I want, ever wanted. And I never had a backup plan. Like I had a degree, but same thing is like, I didn't really care what it was as long as I had a degree and I could figure it out later. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't, I don't know who, who really uses their degree anymore. I don't, I don't feel like it's right. Bad. But the, the exact same thing happened to me. Like my, and I wish we can't go back, but if I could do it differently, I wish I took six months off after I graduated from college just to give myself time to recover like almost grieve like like Mm -hmm. you said over an an ex uh that (laughs) you just couldn't get over because like yeah it's 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 very similar because you built up this thing in your mind of this is what I've worked I mean it it's kind of funny to say, but you basically worked your whole life to get to a certain point. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you don't achieve it, you're like, well, shit, now what? Um, mm-hmm. Like my, my experience was basically, I wanted to win a national championship. That was the only thing on my mind the entire time I was in school. And it only became a thing because a teammate of mine in high school won their national championship at, he went to Cal state Monterey Bay. So he was like two years older than me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's right when like Instagram started coming out and we started getting this FOMO and seeing how everyone else is living their lives. And I see a guy that I was beating in high school win their national championships. Like, well, he just set the bar. That's exactly what I have to do now. Yeah. And, you know, I took it really, really hard. We were my senior year. We were number one in the nation for 16, 17 weeks. We had the number one player in the country. Um, and our team was just gelling. Like we had worked, we basically had like my freshman class was the senior class. Like we were all working towards that last year. We all knew it was like our last chance. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why we played so well. And I just shit the bed all four rounds. Like oh, no. there was not, I don't know what it was. I, I think I know I changed something in my putting like the week before. And I wish I hadn't. Yeah. Um, but I had a round going the last round, like the fourth round, I, f- I figured something out. And I remember I had like five holes to go. If I basically played in around one over, we win national championship by like four. Mm-hmm. I ended up finishing like four over <laughs> on oh. the last five. Oh, no. And I spent the next year, probably longer. It probably still is in in my brain somewhere to this day, but I blame myself for not winning that for basically mm-hmm. the next year. Like I mm-hmm. had a girlfriend at the time; she, bless her heart, she was not surviving that relationship. <laughs> after that. <laughs> I was basically like breaking up with you, not talking to anybody for breaking up with everyone, just breaking up with the world. Like I just yeah, and I somehow decided to to like play in events, but it was like my mind was not even. I wasn't a golfer at that point. Like mm-hmm. I basically 
and going into like traveling and being by yourself, I just spiraled. And, mm-hmm. um, but I think I forced myself the last, let's see, basically since December, like I might've played a couple of things like scrambles or random things. Yeah. So people know I can play golf. I might be asked to play in a couple of things here and there, but comparatively speaking to like how you and I br- were playing golf eight hours a day, every single mm-hmm. day doesn't even feel like I've touched a club for from December to basically until like three weeks ago. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know who, who was it that um, a buddy of mine in Austin came back. He plays on the Canadian tour. So he came back and I had somebody to play with somebody that was good. And I played a golf with him. And I think that spurred me on a little bit is like, I can keep up with this guy. Like, this guy plays golf every day and I'm still like <laughs> halfway decent. So maybe I should. Um, but I think too, it's like, it's an, it's an identity thing at the end of the day. Like, yeah, I for felt sure. like I was missing and it was the same thing. I would go hit balls. Like I hate, I hate practicing. I still do. I'm not a practicer. I'd rather go play. Like if you told me tomorrow, let's go play 72 holes. I'd rather do that then go mm-hmm. hit balls in the range for an hour. I'm just not that guy. Yeah. Um, but I just went one day. I wish it was not so hot out here. <laughs> it's so brutal. Uh, you got to wake up at like 6 a.m. just to yep. feel somewhat normal. Um, normal, yeah. But I just went and hit balls, and I think maybe the heat, and I, you might have this too. Like I have injuries. I still do. I think the heat helps a little bit. Um, but taking that time off is like, oh, things that used to hurt don't hurt as much or don't mm-hmm. hurt at all. Um, even playing with Karen today, like I have definitely invested in some recovery items, which if anyone's watched this podcast could probably just follow my recovery, um, my recovery <laughs> list, my Amazon recovery list. You should tag um, it somewhere. <laughs> I need to be sponsored by like Hyperice at this point. Yeah. Um, or they're, that would be stupid on their part because I'm going to buy their stuff anyway. Um, <laughs> but I have like this back wrap that you might have seen if you watch like basketball players use it a lot. It's like heated and vibrates. It's uh-huh. a godsend. It, I'm literally looking at it across the room. It's over there, but I'm not going to grab it. Um, but I'll put that on like before every round now. Uh, oh, really? This morning. Yeah, I don't even need to warm up with that thing. It <laughs> That's gets, funny. It gets really hot. Um, it looks really weird. It looks like I'm wearing a waist trainer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's amazing. And um, I don't remember where I was going with that. But I think just having those things now, like, how's, how's your, your, I love your swing, by the way. I don't. Oh, thank you. I saw, I saw something you were like, maybe just cause you're getting the bug and you're trying to tinker with stuff, but you're like, you were talking about like your elbow position or something and. Yeah, I was low, getting too, I was getting too tight with my elbows and I didn't have space to move forward. And then they were all like either push fates or drop hooks. So. I was trying to get back onto swing plane, um, but the question, sorry, I didn't, I kind of interrupted you. The question was what? Like, how does, how does uh, your game feel like your swing now compared to like, do you, do you think like, how's the shoulder thing? Like, do you have pretty, any pain now or you're good? Pretty good. Honestly, I did a lot of rehab um, right after. Um, so honestly, I don't have anything that I could blame it on now. Um, but surprisingly, my swing, I've always been a really good ball striker. My swing has always been really good. Um, mm-hmm. If there's anything that I can trust on on the co- course, it's my swing. The, the thing that gives me trouble and has always given me trouble is my short game. Um, but my swing, you know, it feels pretty good. I, I play with coach every now and then still, and then I – you know, two under through five or something. I'm like, hmm, maybe I should, maybe I should try. And then I make a three putt or something. I'm like, yeah, bro, there you go. Probably not. <laughs> but no, it's, we always have this funny story at Coastal. Um, 
I mean, coach always said that when she found me, I was a really bad putter. And at the end of my college career, I was an average putter. Um, But she would always say that, like, if the green was hard to just hit it in from the fairway. And um, so we went to this tournament and I think it was Mississippi. I think we played Ole Miss or something. And there was no bathrooms on the course and I had to pee so bad. I mean, I can't even tell you. I probably couldn't even hold my club and I had to just pee. And coach was like, well, just make it. And I was like, I mean, you think? And she said, yeah, just make it. And so I was like, okay. And so I think I hit it from 118 yards and I just made it. And then I just walked off to the bathroom. I said, I'll see you later. So yeah, my, my swing is, yeah, (laughs) my swing is always pretty trustworthy, thankfully. Which is good think, for scrambles and whatnot. <laughs> I think I've uh, I think I've played some of my best golf where I need to go to the bathroom. There's something yeah. about the urgency uh-huh. <laughs> that you just that need you, to make it. Yep. Yeah, we had a a, a teammate who um, is actually going to be on the podcast tomorrow. We're going to do a uh, a teammate podcast, which I, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about it. I think. <laughs> This might backfire on me. <laughs> oh gosh! They're, no, they're good. They're they're my best friends. But uh, are they going to dig I, out some secrets? I, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's what I'm that's what I'm worried about. Um, yeah, but I got just about the same amount of dirt on them. So um, oh gosh! And I I've got a few more podcasts under my belt. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how their how their <laughs> nerves how their nerves do. Um, but we had a teammate uh, who, at at a certain point, we just basically asked him like how many bathroom breaks he would take because the better he would play, usually he had to go. It wasn't really; it was the other way around. Like mm-hmm. he would just get excited, and I think he had the bladder of a squirrel. So Nervous pee. He would he would go. Yeah, I remember whenever if for some reason I didn't make the team, I'd go watch, and I would just watch him go play. He was our best player at the time, and if he ever disappeared, he was in the bushes, like going to the bathroom. <laughs> like, there's, there's a period of time where it was at uh, Red Hill Country Club, I think. doesn't really matter where, but he went to the bathroom like four holes in a row. I'm like, dude, what is left in there? I don't know. <laughs> like, how, how is there anything left? You're, you're just, you're just dry heaving. at. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's the best way to describe it. No. But, um, it was pretty impressive, though. Like, he could have maybe made a circus show out of it. Um, <laughs> anyway, that was a little bit that's more funny. than you're probably hoping for. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll go, I think we'll go into some shotgun spinner questions here in a second. Um, sure. But one thing I want to bring up is it is it a family affair now? You're you're now a mom. Like, what's, uh-huh. it's give me a little bit of an idea of uh, how how maybe that's changed your perspective um, now that you have have a little one that you got to take care of. Yeah. Um, so you know, the whole break thing that I had going on, the whole burnout thing that I had going on. Um, I was convinced I would never give her a club because I just. I just didn't want her to potentially, you know, the slightest even go through what I went through. Um, But now I'm at the point where I'm like, I want to teach her. And I I think it's, you know, it's a great family sport. I mean, it's fun bringing her out. Right now she's two. It's a little dangerous. We got her a little putter and um, the windows and anyone's shins are not safe. So um, (laughs) we're going to keep that in the closet for maybe another year, but she'll get it. I mean, she'll get her clubs eventually. She'll, she'll learn it. And if she loves it, she loves it. If she don't, then she don't. So. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know what it's been with me lately. It's maybe I'm just getting older, but I keep noticing like how babies are interact or I, I just keep seeing that it's like when you um maybe this is a bad analogy <laughs> but there was a like in college this would happen all the time if there was a girl that I had a crush on I would see her all the time it's like your brain <laughs> you're saying <laughs> you're, you're seeing all the babies I don't know why it's babies and puppies <laughs> right now I don't know oh, why gosh. um I don't know We're, I'm just getting older I think you're getting old I've been single for too long. So I think it's just like, 
or it could be the fact that every time I talk to my mom, she brings it up in conversation. So um, that probably too. Moms have that little superpower. Yeah, I'm the last resort for for our family, which she oh, reminds no. me of all the time. So, um, <laughs> no pressure, no pressure, no, no pressure. Just wake up with nightmares of babies all the time. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's my my brother in law is now a grandpa. So I think that's that's part of it too. Is now we have. Um, now we have a baby in in the picture, but it's from his daughter. So uh, right, and and then I was around a bunch of dogs over the weekend. So it's just the brain plays funny tricks, I guess. Yeah. Um, I hear you. But let's get into sh- some shotgun spinner questions. So I'm kind of uh, nervous. For- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you've made it this far. You, okay. You're, you're, you're crushing it. Most, okay, good. most of our, <laughs> most of our guests have tapped out by this point. No, um, <laughs> well, for our listeners out there, we have uh, a segment on our show called shotgun spinners, where we basically have a bunch of topics that are on a little wheel fortune type spinner. We're going high tech this week. Cause I am working remotely. Uh, didn't bring, I guess I could have, I drove here. Um, I just kind of ran out the door, but we're going to do this electronically. So we're going to hit the button here on the spinner and see what it lands on. I kind of did a short one. Um, Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven topics instead of the normal 14. So we're doing a halfer, um, but I think we'll be all right. Let me see. So this being a shotgun something, am I shotgunning something? Am I shotgunning my water? What am I doing? Or am I just answering? Um, you're the first person to ever say that, and I'm, <laughs> I'm I just kidding. Don't hate. I don't hate the idea. Um, <laughs> I got my water. I got my. I got my Stanley cup here, so we can shotgun some water. <laughs> um, you girls are honestly some of my best like brainstormers ever. Uh, I think. I Lex, think you should do it, Lexi. Uh, a few weeks ago gave me like the the round table idea where we just throw a microphone in the middle of the table and just ha- let you girls go at it. Ooh, um, uh, fun. Which might just be chaos. Um, but no, we're good. Kinda, we're we're organized. I kind of thrive in chaos though, so I kind of I kind of want to see what happens. Um yeah, the the shotgun spinner name was really some we came out with it on like our fourth episode and I was just trying to think of something to call it. And I don't know. I think I was just joking with Rachel at the time and her episode was so like, lit- you thought our episode was last minute. Like she was literally <laughs> like, I'm ready now. And I'm like, I don't have anything prepared. And I literally put, I bought the spinner on Amazon. I literally put it together before the episode, like basically during the episode. That's um, funny. So I don't mind that idea. Yeah, we'll we'll do it the next time. I might make you girls start shotgunning beers or something. You'll have to um, you'll have to have me back <laughs> if we shotgun something. Uh, <laughs> okay, after some technical difficulties, we have figured out the spinner. Let's give it a run. Okay. Uh, first memory. So, uh, just your first memory on the golf course. What, what comes to mind? Oh gosh, that's a long time ago. Um, my first memory on the golf course, I think it's my first tournament and it was like a little, the course I grew up on, we had a little nine hole course. And I think the longest hole was like a hundred yards, maybe. Um, and I think my vivid first memory was just how nervous I was on that first tee and then playing it and just doing fairly well. I think we all got a participation medal, so it didn't really count for anything. But just remembering coming off the course and just being like, this was the coolest thing ever. I think that, yeah, yeah that's a, and then like a, like a big, big memory is like the first ever German championship we won with like one of our um, development teams that's like 
engraved. That'll be in there forever. Very cool. That's something yeah. that's I feel like I don't know enough about. Like it's something that is definitely not as big on the American side is having mm -hmm. like a national team. Um, uh -huh. What was that? What was that experience like? Is it similar to like a college feel? Is it more individual? Yeah. And I think honestly, that's a big, a big reason why I thrived so much in college too, because all I ever did was play on a team. Golf in, in Europe is rarely, I mean, we do have individual tournaments. We got like, you know, individual European championships and whatnot and like other junior golf events. But a lot of it is just on a team and you travel with the team, you got your coaches. And so I think that the whole team atmosphere, whether it's, you know, the development team or the German national team or anything, is just amazing. And I just absolutely love it. I mean, if there was more team stuff over here, if there was a more team base for golf over here, I'd be all for that. I probably yeah. play professional again tomorrow, you know, <laughs> but um, I think that's why I loved college so much. It's just because it reminded me so much of that. And we all were playing for one greater good and like for, for one goal, you know? Right. Right. It's uh, something I've talked about on the podcast in the past. I feel like, I don't know how you pull this off, which, you know, is not really the point of the theory, but I feel like there is an avenue where you could turn pro as a team after college. So you have, you do it. It's, it's kind of how it, how you see it in like the NFL or NBA It's mm -hmm. like, it's a pretty clear path from college to um, playing pro. But I think mm -hmm. it would get more people involved and it. It would be something actually more viable than um, like the PGA Tour or Live Golf or any of that stuff, because I think team golf is way better to watch um, oh, yeah. if you do it the right way. And I think people get it. This is where I think Live kind of lost it is mm. they have that team aspect but nobody gives a shit about these teams it's yeah. like and the teams are the, the cheesiest names and the logos i've ever seen so <laughs> it's like and that's that's something that obviously they have a ton of money so they're playing for the money right but i think that's how you get people and this is high praise to the pga tour um that they've been able to really push forward narratives of their different golfers and they do right. a really good job of, of presenting it um, mm -hmm. where, yeah, I think there needs to be more, more narratives towards team golf. Like we basically, my freshman class, we were all, we were in D3, so it's a little different, but if you go to a D1 school, I would guarantee most of them are trying to play pro after they play in college. So if you mm -hmm. have an avenue where it's like this senior class can go, you know, onto the next stage and try to qualify as a team and you have individual on top of that, it gives another avenue for golfers to like keep going. Um, right. And you don't have, maybe there is a bit of a letdown. I would imagine there is after college because you are mm -hmm. for four years, you're going to the same, I mean, I guess it depends on the t team dynamic. We, we were fortunate yeah, right. to have a very, very solid team dynamic. Yeah, and um, so was I. Yeah, so I, I would say in most cases you have to, to have any sort of success, right? So mm -hmm. I don't know, somebody, somebody reach out to me, buy me out, buy this idea. Well, let's, let's get it rolling because it's, it, it's about time we had some team golf out there. Exactly. That and, you know, I think – I think that's why people love the Ryder Cup. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. you, I, I, don't, I don't think, you know, people love watching them play individually and people love watching Tiger. And maybe Tiger's a little bit different because he's such a, like, icon. But, um, yeah. like, you won't see anyone wearing a, a Jordan Spieth shirt with, like, his name on the back. But you'll see people wearing the, the colors for the Ryder Cup, right. you know, because they associate with it. And so I, I do think... I do think there is an avenue for it. I do think 
it would be fun. I definitely, you know, team sports sell. People, people, people love the team sports. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, you get, you have something behind it already. You have your mm-hmm. flag behind it already. Um, For sure. Right. You have something to connect with. Um, yeah. You know, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan, but that's just because my dad was one. Like there's, Correct. everyone has random reasons, but then you put, everyone wants to be patriotic for the most part, I would say. You kind of, you're mm-hmm. almost like, you're almost like looked at weirdly if you're not rooting for If your you're country. not. Yeah, correct. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, we have a Ryder Cup coming up, which you're- I will you're have Euro- to, yeah. Your European It'll be Europe. not looking too good. I know, I but know. they'll win. You know, they'll come through. <laughs> they'll, they'll weasel through, like always, and we'll There's get it. No, there's no way they win. I'm sorry. It's not happening. We'll see. We'll see. It's not happening. I, I looked at the roster the other day. I didn't recognize half the names. Well, listen, it's always easier for an underdog. You just It's always easier catching up than holding it all together. No. I think let's, let's make a, a friendly wager. What, what's, okay. What's the bet? It's not, it's not happening. I'm sorry. But what's, <laughs> what's the bet? <laughs> you tell me. You tell um, me. I think easiest thing is push-ups if your shoulder can take it. Sure. I got you. So I'll do 10. You'll do 10? you got to do, uh, yeah. do more than that. Um, let's see. Loser has to do push-ups until they collapse. So 10. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, that's uh, fine. That I will. I will. I look forward to your video. <laughs> this is gonna. This is gonna be a boring video because I actually do push-ups like every day. So my max is gonna soft soft brag. Um, <laughs> my max is not. I'm gonna have to time lapse it because my max is gonna be boring to watch. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, can you tell? Obviously. Um, let's go. <laughs> let's go into the next question. Okay. You should add the little spinning sound to it. Can you hear it? Mm-mm. I don't think. Okay, so it's playing. Um, it might play off the recording I'm doing. Ah, cool. I can add it in editing. I can, okay. I'll just, you can just make cool. the sound and I'll put your voice in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is, see, who was it? Somebody came by. So my little spinner had an attachment that would like, you know, it would catch uh, on the wheel. Yeah. But the first episode I did, it was so loud in the recording. So I removed it. But I think what I did in the process was like, it goes to the same topics all the time. It's oh, no. probably rigged. Anyway, <laughs> maybe I should just do it electronically. It's fancier this yeah. way. Um, so the topic is uh, recovery. So now with all, all this experience we have, we have all, all this perspective, and um, there's so many things now. I feel like it's like we kind of talked about it before. Um, I have to go everywhere with a massage gun or um, because it's so hot, like cold plunges mm-hmm. are a must. Do you have anything right now that you're kind of like either added to your repertoire or, you know, have done for a long time now? Um, not really. If anything, I mean, something I get consistently is massages just like to keep the shoulder and the back the right way. Um, but that's a, that's something I think is so important is to factor in recovery and, yeah. I, I do think that I wasn't factoring it in as much as I should have, and it probably backfired quite a bit on me, um, just because, you know, you, you get caught up, you travel, you don't have time, and then what's the first thing that you're going to take time away from is probably recovery, because everything else seems so much more important. Um, but as far as, like, routines, I mean, you know, when I was playing full-time professionally, I had the full routine going on with icing and heat and stem and massages and so yeah I mean there was a full lineup but now maybe a massage here and there I don't my body's not 
have you got your daughter trained? Like, is she the one giving you the massages now, or, or are you going? So I cannonball onto my back. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, she is not trained up. Yeah, no, she's not trained up at all. I don't, I don't think I'll. <laughs> no, um, I have a great, a great girl in town. She does amazing. Nice. Yeah, there's but something also, to be said for massages. Yeah, for sure. And also, you know, that's something different too. So kind of going back into me starting in Europe and starting in Germany, the team. So when we traveled with the team, I mean, we had a full lineup with us. We got massages every night after the round. We had our physical therapist with us. We got our backs cracked every day. I mean, nice. and it was, it was amazing. And then, you know, in college you have it, but like once you go to a tournament, then it's on you unless or until you come home and you do your rehabs and whatnot. But that's also something the team, you know, got a whole, got a whole team. Yeah. You're, you had a different, um, experience than I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think, I don't think the dudes were getting group massages. Um, although maybe at better programs they were, <laughs> I mean, you I never got have... it. I never got right. massages at coastal either. Like it was like something outside of coastal. I'm just saying that like in right. Europe, you have your whole physical therapist right. team with massage therapists and whatnot. Right. Um, we we had a, a local chiropractor that, that loved the team for some reason, who I definitely, he would not charge us, which was awesome, um, which I definitely miss. Like chiropractors are so mm -hmm. overpriced here. I, yeah. <laughs> I reached out to somewhere local and they're like, oh, it'll be $250 for your first assessment um and then like another 200 every <laughs> every uh session after that i'm like bro i've been going to chiropractors since i was 16 years old like if i could i would do it to myself like get <laughs> <laughs> yeah just just like don't give me the i don't need the assessment i don't need any of your fancy stuff just give me your and, worst chiropractor or, and you just like, need to crack my back yeah like i can even tell you what I, I know exactly what works for me. Just <laughs> give me, give me your That's hands. Funny. I'll show you what I need. Where? And yeah. yeah. Um, the day that they have at home chiropractic classes is when all those people lose their jobs. <laughs> this is, I have a, a couple friends that are, that are chiropractors and I love them, but they could, I mean, whenever I would see them, it's like, what, three minutes? Per customer mm -hmm. depending on what they need like it's a pretty that's a pretty good uh return on investment yeah <laughs> for, for them. sure like or uh that's probably the wrong term but i think you get what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i'm do, picking up I what you're putting them. down yeah i do miss the massages i have not i used to have a place i could walk to which was called uh happy head <laughs> happy head massages. <laughs> <laughs> worst name ever and they had a disclaimer <laughs> that it wasn't one of those places, but, uh, did they really, they, it's like the first thing on their website. Cause they get the question all the time. I'm like, why don't you just oh change gosh. the name? Exactly. Just rebrand. No, I guess it's that thing. Like no press is, or no press. Bad, is press, bad press is no yeah. bad press is good press. Yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I remember their name, right? So there you go. Uh, must be doing something right. And now it's on the um, podcast for everyone to hear. So yeah, now they're getting a bunch of business. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Happy Head Massages, um, <laughs> <laughs> where you get a different kind of happy ending. It's not that kind of place. It's like an Asian... <laughs> It's like an Asian massage place. Like the, uh, you know, if you if you wanted to, you uh, can go just sit sit in the chair, kind of a place. Mm -hmm. I never do that. I do like a normal, normal mm -hmm. massage, but um, it's like normally priced too. And I could walk to it. It was great. Um, nice. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's do. We have time for one more, or, or are you yeah, sick, sure. and, sick sick of me asking questions? No, I'm good. I'm I'm sick of hearing <laughs> my own voice at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good i'm i've gotten used to it i was gonna say you should be used to it by now dude karen told me i had a 40 year old voice today um I'm i don't sure even i mean react to that if you told me 
Tell me what a 40-year-old voice sounds like. I don't... All right, so it landed on goals, which is a good way to sum up um, this episode, I think. And this might not be something you even thought about yet, but do you have any short-term goals, long-term goals? Um, you know, I think your <laughs> the last couple weeks or so, your smolder game is, like, on point. So I don't know if you have any goals, <laughs> like, trying to get back into the modeling get game. Get <laughs> dude your your smolder game like my phone my phone just got hot as me immediately as i saw your post <laughs> the other day. Uh, <laughs> okay okay um um goals i don't i don't really know honestly i just i feel like i just kind of arrive back at it and i don't really know it's kind of i'm kind of taking it one one day at a time kind of seeing where it leads me yeah. Um, I'd love to grow the game in some form or the other. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm on the same page. I've been trying to just put one foot in the front of the other and just have a bunch of good days in a row and just see what, what happens. They can't all be good days, but I think I, that's the only goal I've set myself for right now. Um, I wasn't really a like video taker when I was playing. Like I wouldn't really look at my sling and I'm trying to be better about that. So maybe that's, that's my goal for the period for the, it's kind of the same thing as listening to myself on the podcast though. I'm getting kind of tired of watching myself swing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's, I, you can I never have, have too many swing videos. Uh, I beg to differ. I, well, it, <laughs> you're, your swing I can watch all day long and maybe <laughs> maybe maybe binged it a couple times this week already. Um, but the thing about me, I'm not a selfie guy. Like I just I I can't look at myself. I, I also don't know what angle to do. I'm just not a selfie guy. Um, not that a swing video is like the same thing, but like even if you gave me like your tips on how to how to do my best zoolander face i don't think i could do it like i just i'm not <laughs> i i mean I'm, it's I'm, practice i'm pretty on paper i'm not pretty in practice like it's just <laughs> I don't, I don't know. that's okay i that's i okay. have a what's that saying like i have a face for radio um oh, gosh. <laughs> yes <laughs> why, i've heard why, that before it's why I do a podcast. Um, there you go. But it's a video podcast, so you know, I I don't know. Um, I'm I'm hat fishing everyone apparently. So, which I'm I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Maybe you should do one without a hat, and then we can establish the hat fishing. I or you plen- just like it I've always had. You just don't watch any. See, this is this is the this is the problem. I don't get any views when I don't wear a hat. So what do, you, oh. what do you, I don't know. Wear the hat. Do. Wear the hat. See? Just do wear it. Get to wear the um, hat. There is actually, a f- I'm totally joking, by the way. I get the same amount of views whether I get a hat, wear a hat or not. I think uh, <laughs> most most of the listeners are more interested in, in you girls than they're interested in me, um, which is, I'm the same way. I'm more, intru- more interested in you guys than I'm interested in me. <laughs> um, but there is a going trend, which is very funny. So the last episode, I wore a pair of sunglasses, um, which I've worn a couple times. And I, I only, I don't know why I wear them. Sometimes I just feel like it. But those episodes do better. I don't, I can't tell you why. Um, so maybe what you're telling me is, what you're telling me is that this episode's going to suck because you're not wearing sunglasses. <laughs> So this could okay. be this could be the test. Um, okay. If you've if you've gotten to this point, listeners, uh, please hit that <laughs> please hit that subscribe <laughs> button. No. Um, yeah. Please comment below. Please, yeah. Please comment <laughs> below. Um, I've only done it three or four times, so I don't I don't know. I think uh, we we throw on some of your smolder in there in the in the promos. This will be number one episode by far. No problem. 23,000 um, views. <laughs> yeah, we need to, um, maybe that can be part of the competition. Who can have the most listens on the podcast? Right now, yeah. 
right now it's Rachel Jones. Um, so you guys have some competition. You guys are going to have to All right. see. There is another contest, which I kind of quit on because Shelby hasn't been on any episode. Um, and I still have the prize that we're supposed to give away. So, yeah, might have to re revisit that one. But might have to redo that one. Yeah. Um, I kind of stopped it because I don't want people to win this this contest. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is another prize for anyone that's gotten to this point in the episode. So there is a video out there somewhere on YouTube. Um, I think it was made 16 years ago now of me dancing. Um, I made it, I made a dance video in like middle school. So Shelby has been trying to find it. I don't think she's found it. I'm pretty, she would have told me by now she's found it. Um, I think I'm the only one that knows it exists. It's still on YouTube. I saw it like a couple weeks ago. So for anyone listening, go try to find it, go try to help Shelby out. Um, and I was going to give away an, an LACC us open hat, but nobody cares to find it and i don't really want you i'll guys find, to find it. it no no it's okay no i don't want anyone to find it because i might uh might be the end of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> or it might might just skyrocket after that one yeah it just depends yeah. on your moves i don't know they're it's not yeah they're, they're not very good <laughs> i don't have any i don't have any training so um well, Lena, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I think we've uh, we've limited the amount of brain cells I was allowed to use today. <laughs> um, for the listeners out there, go ahead and check us out on Spotify, uh, Apple Music. We are also on YouTube, anywhere else we're out there. Uh, we will catch you guys on the next episode of Off the Collar. See you then. Bye. This has been Off the Collar. Powered by Backswing Golf Events.